Welcome one, welcome all, welcome party people. Uh, we are, are going to just have an absolute party tonight. It's going to be utterly and completely incredible. I don't know why I always have it start with just my face on screen, but I saw you were setting up a little bit actually this time. I like, know, oh, rearranging. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you finish in a minute. There we go. Uh, welcome once again to the wonderful God is Gray, so far the only Christian YouTuber that I have collabed with on my channel, uh, other than, like, if you call that SmackDown, I gave that one guy on the phone last week a, a, a collab, collab of sorts. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally different kind of collab. Uh, Brenda, why don't you tell everyone about yourself and your channel, and we'll, uh, we'll jump into it pretty quick. Hi, beautiful people. I finally remembered to say it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's my classic intro that I was not giving Jimmy to his dissatisfaction. I was pretty upset uh, about it. I know. Yeah. Hi, beautiful people. Uh, my name is Brenda. My channel is God is Gray, where I am talking about the deconstruction and reconstruction of my Christianity. I finally have more like concise words for it. But um, I am a professing Christian, talking a lot about sexuality and LGBTQ issues and the reality of science and global warming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it's, it's all good stuff. I, I absolutely adore God is Gray and her channel. And if, if I had to live in a world full of Christians, I wish it was Christians like her. Now, now oh, we're done with the wholesome stuff. I want to, I want to like introduce what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm not even sure you know this yet, Brenda. Uh, uh, this is the article we're going to be looking at. Uh, it's called Oral si Sex, a Sin, an Option, or a Requirement in Christian Marriage. And I am getting a little bit of feedback. I think it's myself coming through the speakers, maybe. If you could turn them down just a bit, I think that would be uh, helpful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is that's what we're going to be talking about before we get started real quick uh just want to let people know in case you don't already know i have another channel a new channel it is called jimmy snow what do you know we talk a lot about politics and there will be other sort of current events kinds of things as well uh and so if you haven't subscribed already do go over there also make sure you follow on twitter instagram uh and probably the Discord might be the best place to make sure you never miss notifications because like a robot posts all my videos there. Uh, so yeah, those are the places to do that. Also, uh, we just a couple days left, I think today and tomorrow until you can no longer purchase this on a shirt. It's not about cookware, pansexual pride merchandise. So that is in the, uh, the thing and uh, you, you just have a couple days left. I guess since I'm posting this on, this is also going to be the podcast, which won't go out till Monday. So now I feel morally obligated to like extend it through to maybe Tuesday, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how I feel. Um, all right. First of all, Brenda, what do you, have you already interacted with biblical gender roles before now? Like, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I, I just mean, have well, you read? Did whatever. We, did we... Uh, no, we've talked about how he is like a wuss. Yeah. Because he is not publicly... He doesn't show his face. He doesn't have his real name. Right. And to me, 
if you're going to stand on any platform and say anything, especially as audacious and terrible as he does, put your name on it, put your face on it if you believe in it. So in the interesting thing, uh, uh, I'm still trying to work out like what we can reveal and all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, I believe I actually know who the individual is now, but there's some legal considerations to figure out and such. But it it is actually really shitty that I'll I'll let everyone know uh, his name does appear to actually be Larry. I just can't really tell you more than that at the moment. Uh, uh, He um, he was semi docs so here's the thing about like doxing i don't really see i don't know he uh he is acting like he was doxed as in everything was put out there when in reality the only information that he hadn't put out publicly was like his first and last name who he was for the longest time i actually thought he was this author guy and i thought that turned i thought that connection had been made and that he had accidentally revealed it himself but no he's this other guy called larry um and he's uh, like our own the, episode of CSI. <laughs> say again our own episode of csi yeah. investigation the way that people figured out who he was who figured out who he was uh it, it's actually very very impressive it was like basically doing an analysis of every hint he had ever dropped about his identity and literally narrowing it down to like one person uh, uh, in the world. So, um, not to brag, but I have private, we have private phone chats and I know the story. That's true. Yeah. 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 I thought you meant you and Larry. (laughs) I was like, what? No, that would be a whole other story. I am still getting a little echo back. Is there anything we can, we can do? No, I feel like you complain about this every time we hang out because I need to upgrade all my Yeah, and then I tried headphones last time, and you were like, "No, that's worse." I'm trying to remember why it was worse. Was it because the mic was feeding in poorly or something? I don't know. I don't know. We got it. We're gonna get you a headset or something. It's your birthday. Yeah. Everyone, go to <laughs> GoFundMe.com/slash Brenda needs it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we won't, we won't do it. <laughs> I have that a way. Patreon. Please help. <laughs> yeah, go to Patreon. SOS. Patreon.com/slash God is Gray. You need a wish Please list. Help. An Amazon wish list is what you need. You're right. I do. I've got a lot of wishes. Throw yourself like throw like a blue Yeti on there and a set of like monitors, which are what what I wear. This is uh, they're very subtle. They like the wires go over and behind. It's a whole thing. I even got like a color of thread that kind of matches my hair color. That's oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. Now now it's not hidden at all. Let me let me beat out a little wire here. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, today's theme, and let me just start off by saying that I am incredibly disturbed that this is the, these are the pictures he decided to use. Uh, for those listening, it's a banana that appears to be covered in some kind of creamy substance. And uh, and next to it, a vagina fruit, I believe that is called. Um, Most fruits are vaginal. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And this um, one has that one's been impregnated a lot. It looks like. This makes me think he's like um, he shops at Urban Outfitters occasionally. It's like a very yeah. like hipster kind of photo. 
they are simplistic photos, but they're also like, he's doing it to be very sexually suggestive. And I'm kind of like, no, when you're this uptight and douchey about sex, you don't get to like join our world of sexual humor and such. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Curiously. Just makes me mad. Uh, I'm trying to Google this on my own too. Well, I'll have it up on the screen at the same time. So there's actually like, we're gonna go over the, the basics of it and go over the beginning. Uh, the comments are where things start to get pretty gross as well. So I, mm. I wanna spend like just a little bit of time in the main article and then, uh, and then make our way down to the comments. Now I hope people can see this okay. Let me uh, That's zoom better. in a little bit. Yeah. Is oral sex in Christian marriage a sin? If it is not a sin, is it optional or is it a requirement for hu Christian husbands and wives in marriage? Let me ask you first, Brenda, as a Christian, is oral sex in Christian marriage a sin? Um, no. I mean, you would have to stretch any Bible verse. I don't know why you would choose to cherry pick something from the Bible and like yeah. pervert it and turn it into something that's anti-oral sex. Like, I don't know who that's benefiting. It's definitely, I can guarantee you, not explicitly stated anywhere. Just like masturbation is not explicitly stated anywhere. You know, I, the Bible some... is not a sex manual, actually. Believe it or not, it's not like a cover to cover just 19,000 rules on what you can and cannot do. Have you, you have would you think all... it was. Have you all read the King James version of the Kama Sutra yet? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I um I think that a lot of the rules that come from the Bible, the ones that uh, are the strangest or the weirdest, partially because there's some reason to believe that this is what happened with Mormonism where I came from. I think a lot of them have to do with the people who were in charge and getting to write uh, uh, the uh, kind of as a power dynamic to get them off. It's always the rules that they were in, like the things they were engaging in and the things they like that they prohibited from other people uh, and uh, wouldn't let other people have it. So as far as BJs go, I'm kind of thinking this is like elitist. These are elitist BJs. Now that's yeah, said. And I would also like, sorry, I just want to point out really quickly, there is a very sexual erotic text in the Bible called Song of Songs, and yeah. it is a male and a female writing poetry back and forth to each other that is complete eroticism. And they yeah. absolutely, they don't say anything explicitly, um, but well, they allude to everything. He, he, I mean, yeah, compares, I mean, it's, it's poetic. Solomon compares her tits to like fawns or something. I'm trying to remember yeah, exactly. all the verses. Yeah, it's. Uh, but there's definitely like things about like drinking the nectar of her. You know, it's. Yeah. There's hints of oral sex in there, I would say, and and none of it is uh, condemned. Now I'm gonna bust everybody's bubble here because I think everyone already thinks that 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 where we're headed is that BJ's are a sin. Uh, and no, he does not feel that way. He what he does feel about it actually is probably worse. But we'll 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 pop down a little bit more. Recently, on another article I wrote, totally unrelated to the topic of oral sex, I had a commenter named Trey make the following statement about how a man should require that his wife demonstrate her submission and respect toward him after she has denied him sex simply because she was not in the mood. He said she should be required to do this before she would be allowed back in the marriage bed. Denial of, Tell me. 
right? Denial of sex by a wife. This is uh, that guy's quote. Denial of sex by a wife is the ultimate form of disrespect and control of her husband. If she has denied you sex for no good reason, sex should be required before she is allowed back into your marriage bed. Oral sex while on her knees before you seems very appropriate and swallowing is a must. Spitting you out is also a form of disrespect. I am so glad that this is the direction this show is going. Your Christian response. I just don't know why you have to give me like a full on brain aneurysm on a Friday night. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to me? This is <laughs> this guy. This guy. Come now, on. that was from a commenter. Was it named Trey? Of course it was named Trey. What else was their name going to be? What's up, um, Trey? <laughs> this concept of. It's, it's really funny because they're always talking about disrespect and submission and disrespect and submission where it's all so incredibly directional and it's all basically like, oh, my Fifi's got hurt. I really wanted to get sex, but I didn't. Uh, it's, it's always the like just most petty, stupid stuff. It's really stupid. Um, also, Paul talks about a man, a woman's submission, a wife's submission also requires the husband's submission. And the husband's call with the wife biblically is to honor and love his wife more than himself. If you're honoring and loving someone more than yourself, you are not forcing them to swallow you. <laughs> that's true. That is not, that's not love. And because I love you and because this isn't the topic of the show, I won't bring up verses that were contradictory to that because we're just talking about biblical gender roles. We're not going to turn this into a debate. We do that in <laughs> private on our own time. It's it's what our dates always look like. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, candle it. Is... Theology arguments. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A little bit of Al Green on the radio. Um, I then had these comments come in lost and found wrote in response to Trey you say oral sex while on her knees before you seems appropriate and swallowing is a must spitting you out is also a form of disrespect why would swallowing be a must and spitting be disrespect how is it you have come to that conclusion and how is a husband going to force his wife not to spit to me the fact that sperm are a man's seed and when combined with a woman's egg will create a baby makes the thought of a woman swallowing it absolutely repugnant. Bruce went even further than lost and found in his response to Trey. Don't know about one, two, and four, but three is totally wrong. Lisa should not allow her husband to put his penis in her mouth, mouth or anus for that matter. Welcome to today's wholesome show. We are not, we are not going family <laughs> friendly today. Yeah, you know you're, how you're getting so monetized right now. <laughs> During the week, I don't swear and I do everything I can to maintain monetization, but it's Friday, baby. Uh, uh, this is sodomy or at best sodomic, sodomitic mimicry. That's try and say that. 10 That's times something fast. new for the vernacular. I'm going to start yeah. using that. Sodomitic mimicry. Sodomitic mimicry. Sodomit, oh, I can't. I can't try it. That's Sodom something you guys can uh, use in your sext messages on the weekend. Want to try yeah. some sodomitic mimicry? I love it. I love that. Her husband's penis and semen belongs in her vagina and not her digestive tract. I'm going to guess that this is one of those individuals that if you actually ask them to identify which parts of the of the anatomy is specifically the vagina, 
I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't know. Um, there. If Lisa is reading this, you are not to obey your husband in this. Obey God first. So let's see what Larry thinks about this. So we can definitely see some strong views on the matter of a woman giving her husband oral sex in the three comments I have just mentioned. With Trey, we see the view that a woman, that a woman, a should, <laughs> he always sure. makes these mistakes. Sure. Does he have no one proofread these? With Trey, uh, we of see- Of course he doesn't. Who do you think would subject themselves to that? Maybe he has like a Colonel Sanders kind of voice. Let me try it like that. It'll sound more natural. Uh, with a tray, we see the view that a woman uh, should not only give her husband a oral sex, but that she should swallow and not spit out his semen when he finishes. It sounded much more natural that way. That you worked notice? a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really good. With Lost and Found, we see the view that perhaps oral sex is okay for a woman to do to her husband, but that swallowing should not be required. With Bruce, we see a complete rejection of oral sex and is lumping it in with anal sex and categorizing oral sex and anal sex as sodomy, which, by the way, uh, was actually something that uh, I heard from bishops in the Mormon church, but it's not everybody. So this is this go it, this weird sodomy thing. First of all, okay. I'm very pro all sodomy in the first place, but uh, this very anti trying to lump other things in with it is bananas. And I've even I've even heard fingering lumped in with it before. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, he maintains that both a husband's penis and his semen belong in his wife's vagina and not in her digestive tract. Bruce even went as far to tell the hu here's the other thing. Why are you just reviewing what we just read? You don't need to rephrase it. Bruce even went as far to tell the woman who I was responding to that she should not obey her husband regarding oral sex, but rather obey God first. So which of these commenters is right? As always, we find the answer to all moral questions, to find the answer rather, uh, questions we must first look to the scriptures. Great. These are your scriptures. Hashtag not my scriptures. <laughs> I just want to mention you almost slipped and said human instead of woman. What a, what a revolutionary thought. So that just was actually something that early on in my channel, people kept uh, uh, noticing and honing in on that. It wasn't it wasn't particularly on purpose, but that I would say like so people when they have uh, a period needs or what, when we'd be talking about stuff, I tend not to. Uh, that's actually something that is my natural language because I'm just so woke what i'm just woke. so woke i just oh, i can't stand these uh but also yeah there are times where it is purposeful think about it what's that well i was gonna say think about it just imagine a woman as a human just it's imagine the, it it's the it's the it's the weirdest thing it's just it makes me feel no i'm kidding uh there are times where it's purposeful like when we talk about reproductive rights and stuff there's a lot of language that definitely omits trans men and things of that nature. So there are times where it's purposeful, but in general, uh, uh, yeah, it's just my, which it's odd from my upbringing because there wasn't a time or a moment where I started working on that. It just happened. I just was, I just woke up so woke. I woke woke. Wow. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do the scriptures teach that the penis and semen may only go in the vagina? What's your response? Can I just interject and say no? <laughs> well, now we'll find out. Oh my I'm willing gosh. To, 
by the way, I think I actually think Larry agrees with you. So that's, you know, at least you have that in common. I'm willing to well, bet that Bruce is most likely Catholic as his view of oral sex is more common among Catholics than any other Christian denomination. The teaching of the Catholic Church is that all sex must be procreative or open to life or the orgasm must be genital to genital. In other words, all sexual relations between a man and his wife must end with his penis ejaculating in her vagina. Now, Catholics differ on whether a woman, by the way, like, consider, consider when that was the worldview, what did all them premature ejaculators do? They were just sinning every time, I suppose. Just, Poor guys. I, They're all yep. burning in hell right now. <laughs> Every single one of them. Uh, now, Catholics differ on whether a woman can orally pleasure her husband, and the rule is only that he must finish in her vagina. I bet, I bet they vary on that, and I bet I can guess which, which people take which uh, uh, position. Yeah. The problem is that the Bible never teaches this doctrine. It is a completely man-made doctrine. Some have wrongly attempted to teach the story of Onan in the Bible confirms that God only wants sex that is penile vaginal intercourse and that he must finish uh, in his wife's vagina every time. And now here is one of my favorite biblical passages of all time. That's not even a joke. And Judah said yeah. unto Onan, go in unto thy brother's wife and marry her and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground, lest that he should give seed to his brother. And the thing that he did, and the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him also. I am slain. So, biblical advocation that the uh, pull out method works. It doesn't, kids. <laughs> don't, don't listen to the Bible. I, I mean, that's how I feel. Um, yeah, backstory on that. That's also used to discourage men from masturbating. And right. the word onanism was coined by like a puritanical person in the 18-somethings. He, he distributed a pamphlet among people vilifying abortion. abortion. They're all hand in hand, all these crazy topics, masturbation, yeah. and um, saying that it would cause all of these different health things, like varying from like mental breakdowns to digestional problems, like anything you could imagine. This pamphlet right. was like, this is what masturbation does. Right. So, so it, it's the modern day. Onan. It's the modern day gluten. That's what it. That's what it's <laughs> yeah, become. Yeah. It's a, exactly. It. I think it's a gluten thing. That's another American Well, dad the thing that drives reference. me crazy, too, about Christianity is when a passage, like if a story or a passage is specifically mentioned for one person in one circumstance, why even would you take that to be like, and therefore the Lord saith for every person that ever lives for the rest of time? You know, right. it, that, that story is about God desiring this man to procreate with a specific woman. Which, so, by the way, I also think is kind of bullshit. Like, I, I again, let if this starts to get to be a fight, we'll just cut it off. But the idea of God commanding somebody to impregnate somebody else—that's kind of a douche move by God. I really think, like, I am the only person. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, uh, when we talk about abortion. You and I are are largely on the same page. I don't know if you're allowed to publicly admit that. I think you are. 
yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but th so the whole concept of my body, my choice and Republicans are coming in and saying not when God says it's his choice. Well, in this case, you have another individual who didn't want to my body, my choice. But it was wrong of him to make a choice over his own body and what he does with it because God told him to do something else with his body. So I, uh, I got to tell you, I don't think this passage, even if you take away and you add just the context, I don't think it makes God look real, real great. I'm not going to disagree. Okay. <laughs> I do love... I do love that God is great on my channel said the thing I dislike the most about Christianity and then continued. It was, it was a phrase along or drives me crazy about Christianity. It was something along those lines. Yes. You're all welcome. Please clip that and keep <laughs> tweeting it to her. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. There's, uh, there's a lot of things that infuriate me about Christianity. I think we all this, know this. This is why, this is why our love runs so deep. Um, Onan was not killed for simply spilling his semen on the ground, i.e. pulling out. He was killed by God. Be killed. Killed by God. I forgot about that part. I thought I remembered him just being punished because of why he pulled out. He pulled out to avoid impregnating his dead brother's wife, which was his duty before God. Which is a weird duty. So Genesis 38, 8-10 proves nothing in regard to God requiring men to always have penile vaginal intercourse that ends with ejaculation in the woman's vagina. Our oral sex, by the way, I, I will say that I do think that uh, uh, as, far as, as far as people's uh, interpretation, it, the story as is, I do agree with you that this sounded like a singular commandment that was broken. I just take issue with the commandment itself. So I agree with you and yeah. Larry on this, that that is a gross misinterpretation of uh, 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 of the spirit of the passage, I just still find the spirit of the passage just a tiny bit rapey. Well, shout uh, out to Larry. We all agreed on one thing, yeah. the three of us. Larry, now that we're all friends, reveal your face, you <laughs> fucking coward. Uh, <laughs> are oral sex and anal sex, for that matter, called out as sodomy in the Bible? The answer is no. If you look at the story of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 19, you will find no mention of oral or anal sex. What you will find mentioned is men not wanting to have sex with men, homosexuality. Now, I will say that this sounds to me like those kinds of assholes who have a, a, a reason why, like, gay guys are not okay, but hot lesbians, they're fine. Because uh, sure. they, tend, they tend to only think that it, the one is, is serious and the other one, it's kind of like, oh, they're just experimenting in college. Uh, let's see. Later in the Old Testament, you will find the term sodomite used like the following passage. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. The English word sodomite is a translation of the Hebrew word kodesh, or kodesh, I think it's actually pronounced, which literally means male prostitute. So when we take together the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, along with the use of kodesh, what can we say that sodomy is from a biblical perspective? It is when men engage in homosexual behavior, behavior or prostitute themselves out. Oral sex is not wrong because sodomites engage in it any more than penile vaginal sex is wrong because unmarried men and women engage in it. It is the context which makes sexual acts, including oral sex, right or wrong. You would think that a person like it's kind of like the uh, uh, hate the sin, not the sinner approach. And yet he has advocated for such stripping of identities and such 
harsh punishments and and angry just asshole ways to treat your kids if they if they have a queer identity that it kind of comes out of kind of comes out of nowhere i like the jump me. that people like the liberty that people take in translation as well he said the literal translation of gadesh was male prostitute and then he goes on to add that it also means oh, so a, a home right. person it's like no you literally you just said it literally means male prostitute and you just added on the second part if i, I think a lot the, of people take liberty with that. if i was giving him the benefit of the doubt i would assume he means that in one passage it clearly means this and in another it means this so it's just like any word that can have two definitions if I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, however, I don't extend to him the, I, I, I don't think he's actually that smart. Uh, yeah, I don't, but I don't even, no. Yeah. <laughs> I will briefly address anal sex near the end of this article after I have fully covered oral sex from a biblical perspective. Yay. I just like that. He wrote it. Uh, uh, he had to write the term after I fully cover oral sex. Uh, we must then ask the question, is there any passage of the Bible which looks negatively upon oral sex? The answer is no, but the answer to the next question I will pose to may surprise many Christians. Does the Bible ever speak positively oral se of oral sex? The answer is yes. Uh, after I show you this next passage, passage of the Bible, you will never look at a tree, especially an apple tree, the same again. As the apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. In ancient Middle Eastern poetry, the apple tree was a euphemism for a man's genitals. Consider the parts of the tree in the image below and how they correlate to a man's genitals. Okay, anyway, so oh, now... Here's a diagram of how this is. A, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to put porn on my channel. I'm so sorry, YouTube, for this pornographic image. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, I love how uh, I love when people try to make appeals to original like words and translations, but they avoid all of the other ones. For example, uh, my good friends at Digital Hammurabi, uh, he actually has a doctorate in Sumerian and ancient, some sort of theological related to the history of everything. Uh, and he uh, uh, went through the original context of homosexuality and the passages about it being an abomination and actually demonstrated that the early translations and the, it, that it actually more literally meant that uh, basically uh, uh, fathers and uncles can't have sex with their sons and their nephews, that that's the actual uh, uh, really reasonable. context of the, right. Something, something we don't <laughs> disagree with. Now, that said, I think there's plenty of the Bible that is very unpalatable, but that specific passage turns out to be more palatable than uh, uh, than these people want to represent. So when it suits them, they go to the original meaning. With it, when it doesn't yeah. suit them, they go to. Right. Uh, I, I'm getting feedback in the form of a dog barking this time. I don't know how it's. That was my stomach growling. I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got it. The branches represent the man's scrotum. Okay, <laughs> the apples represent. But this is a stretch too. Okay, keep going. Yeah. The the apples represent the man's sperm or semen. Uh, the trunk okay. represents the man's penis. What are the roots? I want to know that. Um, pubes. 
The roots are pubes? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that'd be the leaves, Doesn't right? Doesn't make any sense, but visually, you know, I'm seeing okay. it. Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I need this to stop, is what I need. Let me put this porn back up on the screen. Oh! <laughs> How dare you. Uh, the image Wait, can that I the... say something really quickly, by the way? Yeah. I'm glad he also cherry-picked this one passage from Song of mm. Solomon. Do you know how much female pleasure is in that book? I wonder if we're going to touch upon that. Just curious. Are we going um, to talk about that? The uh, 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 Don't you mean that he apple-picked the verse? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I'm, um, I'm going uh, to, I don't know, can I put some money on it that that never gets addressed, even though the book is literally 50% of that? There there are times, I remember in his submission article, he did say like uh, uh, that men need to bang their wives too. Uh, so he has talked about mutual submission, but he talks about like how for one person, it's their duty and the actual purpose they were put here for. And that even the pleasing your wife aspect is so is is so that it's good for you overall that it's better for you yeah. more enjoyable for you and you keep things fresh and and fruity it's everything in 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 Larry's mind everything comes back to does this benefit me as a man yeah he gets scared really easily he's scared <laughs> terrified the image that the woman sitting under his shadow portrays that of a man standing. Okay, let's skip over him describing how this was a blowjob. Let's just grant him that it, that's talking about blowjob. What about oral sex on a woman? Again, the Bible speaks to this as well. And just as I warned you with the apple tree, you will no longer look at a cluster of grapes the same way. Is there a picture of the... No, okay, there's not. It's, there's... Let's find out. Let's find out what's going on here. Let's find out why there's a open, split open pomegranate. Uh, and thy breast to cluster, breast to cluster of grapes. This picture being presented above is that of a man wanting to see his wife's breasts and genitals becoming aroused with grapes representing her breasts and pomegranates representing her genitals. See the image below of a pomegranate, and you can definitely see the resemblance to a woman's genitals. Okay. If. We're sure this person isn't 15 years old. <laughs> if that is what someone whose genitals you've seen looks like. Yeah. Get to the hospital. Yeah. Immediately. Get that checked out immediately. So let's see. I'm going to I'm going to pop down a little bit. If you ever wondered where going south or uh or on a woman or eating out a woman came from, you can find it right there in the Song of Solomon. Yes. The Bible invented oral sex. The imagery of this passage is unmistakably referring to cunnilingus with the spices that may flow out, referring to the natural secretions that come from a woman's genitals when she is aroused or stimulated. I, I shudder to think that this guy is giving sexual, like sex ed classes somewhere. So yes, we can say beyond a doubt that the Bible speaks positively, not negatively of oral sex, as long as it occurs as all sexual acts should within the proper context of marriage, uh, Remember all those wives and concubines that were given to Solomon? Was it Solomon or David that got all the wives and concubines? I want to say it was both. But anyway, well, David had David had eighteen, but 
But Solomon was a, a hornball. He had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But I do have to the, point the out. The scripture says that they were given to him by God, the concubines. Are you sure? Because it said God was not pleased with his his I'm pretty certain. With I'm pretty certain. I can do a little uh, Google search. I think it was Solomon with the given concubine. It's definitely Sol Solomon you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I may not have time to actually read the actual scriptures, but I'm trying to find the word concubine. What is uh, concubine? Why did God allow men to have them? Oh, there's too many scriptures listed. We'll do this another time. We'll talk about whether or not God sometimes was fine with sex outside of marriage. Uh, but you and I are already, I think, on the same page as that, too. Yeah. Though, I don't know about a thousand string licks, and I'm all pro polyamory, but a thousand is a little much. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's way too exhausting. Uh, let's see. So, oral sex is an option for Christian spouses, but is it also required? Up to this point, we have proven that oral sex is definitely an option for men and women within the covenant of marriage. Totally proven. This is a proof. Uh, is it required? None of the references to oral sex in the Song of Solomon are written in the form of a command, but rather they are blah, blah, blah. In other words, it allows, while biblical commands compel, biblical examples allow, blah, 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 whilst, no, no, all right, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not the power of her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourself to fasting and praying and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for his inconsistency. So this is the scripture that he's going with. The passage from 1 Corinthians teaches us several important biblical principles about sex. Sex is both a right and a duty in marriage of both the husband and the wife. So remember, uh, uh, asexual people, I guess, just get to go fuck themselves. That's a poor choice of words in this regard. Uh, and this has already been used to abuse so many people, this concept of, of um, yeah. <clears throat> duty. The husband did not, does not have the power to deny his body to his wife, nor sex, nor does the wife have the power to deny her body to her husband for sex. Remember, too, that this is the guy who says wives have to do this even if it hurts. And if it does hurt, you need to pretend it doesn't, that you need to continue yep. pretending to enjoy. The only thing that requires consent is the, in the biblical worldview of sex is consent by both of them to stop having sex for a brief period of time. Remember, he just said, you only have to consent to both of you. Both people have to consent to stopping. And he says his phrase is the only thing that requires consent, i.e., uh, he does not believe it's breaking of consent for a person to have sex with somebody against their will as long as they're married. Uh, we call that rape. And it is. Yes. That's exactly what, yeah. <clears throat> the biblical principle. The biblical, biblical principles above fly in the face of our modern individualist and secular humanist view of human autonomy today because we as Christians are commanded to reject whatever values our culture has which conflict with the word of God. And passing another scripture, let's apply this scripture. If a man wants his wife to perform oral sex on him, does she have the right to refuse? According to, oh, this, apparently we do need to read the verse. 
Uh, or was that the one above? It was. Okay, so the one above. According to 1 Corinthians 7.4, the answer is no, she does not have such a right. But the same goes for women. If a woman wants her husband to perform oral sex on her, does he have the right to refuse? Again, the answer according to 1 Corinthians 7.4 is no, he does not have such a right. So the answer to our question is that oral sex can be both optional and required. It is optional in the sense that if neither spouse wants to engage in oral sex, then it is not required. It is, he, I think he means to say it is required in the sense that if either spouse wants to engage in it, then the other spouse must cooperate and render themselves accordingly. Now, of course, we must balance the right to have sex with one spouse and the responsibility to have sex with one spouse with other scriptural principles. For instance, the Bible teaches the following to husbands regarding their wife's bodies. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. A man must care for his needs of his wife's bodies, body as he would his own, which seems contradictory to him saying, keep doing it even if it hurts. Uh, so that's yeah. an... Yeah, odd, odd position to take. In the sexual arena, 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 that means he should never do anything to his wife that would misuse or cause harm to his wife's body, also contradictory to what he's advocated before. Sometimes vaginal sex may need to cease for a time if the woman is having a medical condition that warrants such a cease, ceasing, a good example of which would be right after she has had a child. There may also be times when oral sex may need to cease because the man or woman has some kind of dental work or oral surgery, which I'm glad he makes some exception. There may be other times when it would not be conducive for a man to perform oral sex on his wife, for instance, when she has her period or when she has some type of infection in her genital area. Uh, so obviously he already has has uh, some extra reasons that are exclusive to just the one sex. Um, we do have to point out that he has been so blatantly misogynistic in so many right. of his others. The worst one being that if a woman is in pain during sex, that she should not be even exposing her husband to that pain and making him feel bad. And of course, never mentioning anything like endometriosis or, right. you know genuine problems that a woman can have, which is and, just a nightmare. It's an actual nightmare. So he seems to be making some kind of turnaround, but I nope. think he's such, he's such a true misogynist that I think he's not scared to write things like that. Cause he's like, so gendered. And he's like, well, women never desire sex more than men. So no matter what I write about a woman's desire, She's never going to be able to force her husband into sex. And there was there was a lot more reasons in his other stuff what, when and why it's acceptable for a man to deny a woman's sex as well. So it would be like, yes, that's the duty. But like if you've had a long day at work, you know, you're the provider of the family. You have the right to rest up. They need to uh, respect your body in that regard. But don't worry, the misogyny is coming back. Yay. Is it, is it healthy for a woman to swallow her husband's semen? I don't know why you had to go gender specific there. Under normal circumstances, oral sex between a husband and wife within the confines of marriage presents no health risk whatsoever. What do I mean by normal? If a man and a woman follow God's design for marriage and they both wait for all sexual activity, including oral sex, until marriage, there is no chance of them con contracting any STDs from one another due to oral sex. On the subject of a man's semen, many... Oh, I... There, here we go. Wait, let me just interject. Yeah. 
You can be born. You can be born with an STD. Yeah. No, that's true. Yep. I just want to. I just want to point out any accuracies I can find. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's also the potential of there are certain uh, non-sexual. Uh, they're romantic activities, but there are romantic activities that you can get uh, an infection, an STD, or an STI in your mouth and transfer that via oral sex as well. I'm talking about yeah. herpes. It's rarer, but it can be done. Uh, on the subject of a man's semen, many women are grossed out by a man's semen while another, while others absolutely love it. By the way, I feel that uh, some people might interpret that as a dig at, there's a, there's a huge stigmatization of herpes and I think that should go away. While not a, uh, uh, a, a, while I've not been so lucky as to carry it myself, uh, just in general, the fucking way society's about STDs and shit. I, I agree with that. Um, what's that? You know that show Adam Explains Everything? Yeah. He has a really Adam good episode on herpes. Adam ruins everything. Ruins he has everything, a really yeah. good episode on uh, on herpes. Uh, let's see. On the subject of man semen, many women are grossed out by a man semen, while others absolutely love it. So, what is in this mystery fluid that is ejected from a man's body when he has an orgasm? On average, I really, I really want to see like what <laughs> I want to see his internet history and which rabbit holes he went down as he was researching this. <laughs> On average, men ejaculate about a teaspoon of semen. Sperm makes up only about two to five percent of a man's semen. The overwhelming majority of a man's semen is fructose, sugar, along with vitamin C, zinc, protein, no, lactic are we acid, magnesium. Down to an egg? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Calcium chloride, citric acid, creatine, potassium. Vitamin B12, sodium nitrogen, and phosphorus. Basically, what that means is your husband's sperm has about the same ingredients as the breakfast plate pictured below. That wouldn't actually oh. matter. For example, he listed phosphorus. What is in there wouldn't make it necessarily healthy or not healthy. It would be the amounts of stuff. Phosphorus can kill you. So uh, uh, <laughs> that doesn't make it inherently listing the ingredients. There's also a, a trace amount. Is it arsenic that's in apple seeds? Like, so? Yeah. So now if I just say, here's a cup of arsenic, drink it, don't worry. It has the same ingredients as this apple. <laughs> you all see what I'm getting at here? So no. Oh, although you're not saying that semen is unhealthy to drink. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying there's a fallacy to his presentation. Yeah. I'm just clarifying in case people are like, excuse right. you. <laughs> no, I am saying sperm will kill you. Don't know. <laughs> Imagine all the all the people would be so mad at me for that. <laughs> so, no, it's absolutely not unhealthy for a woman to swallow her husband's semen. In fact, it is very healthy, both for physically. Oh, God. And for him psychologically. So the actual answer to it is while people uh, may make references to it, there is very little nutritional value. Uh, if any, yeah, it's really just for fun. Uh, and we will tackle the male, but ba, 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 ba. how fellatio affects a man's psyche. Uh, boo, boo, boo. I don't care about most of this stuff. So yes, many men find it disrespectful and unloving when their wife finds their semen to be gross, whether inside or outside her body, or she refuses to swallow. But most men have been conditioned by our society, including the churches to remain silent about this and to tell women what they want to hear about here that it is not important to them. A wife shows her submission I've, to her husband when she kneels before him and takes his apple tree in her mouth. What did you want to say? 
I've never heard that sermon in my life. Yeah. I've never heard a sermon in my life that was like calling men out on anything sexually. Never. <laughs> That's yeah. I also uh I'm not familiar with that particular thing. And I is, think as a as a sexual, you know, being as well, I think that um You I he's right. I know. The Christian He's woman? right. Sorry, it's go ahead. true. I'm sexually active. Yes, it's true. I have videos on why. Check them out. Do um, it. But <laughs> basically, um, it is a submissive act, just psychologically even, to get on your knees and pleasure someone in that way. And, you know, I'm, I doubt he makes the point, but it's like, if, if you're not feeling honored and respected and you're not in any evenly, like, like reciprocal, healthy relationship with someone, that act of submission can be very psychologically damaging to the person that's being forced to do it. Right. It. Right. That's that's where you start to, uh, I would say, blur the line. But frankly, if a person is performing oral sex on you that they don't want to, that they're not enthusiastically consenting to, or even just generally consenting to, because I could see just doing it because it's something to do myself uh, 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 for my <laughs> yeah. partner. Um, uh, I've, I've <laughs> I can think of one instance where I had a partner who had a migraine. So I was like, all right, well, I know this helps during your migraine. So let's, uh, you know, let's take, let's take care of that. Uh, uh, and uh, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't for, a, it wasn't, it wasn't a tremendous sexual experience for me. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. But there needs to be some baseline. And if it actively is harming a person, if it's actively hurting them and they're doing something against their will for you, congratulations. Once again, you've just raped your partner, Larry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, a wife shows her full acceptance of her husband. I just, I can't, I've, I don't know how I've gotten through so much of this without just laughing. It's so stupid. A wife shows her full like acceptance of her husband. I imagine. Uh, great. Oh, so a wife shows her full acceptance of her husband when she does this act with great delight, showing her husband that she craves the sweet taste of his fruit, regardless of the fact that most of semen is fructose. Uh, it still does not, not usually <laughs> taste sweet. Like, seriously, this guy. A wife shows her sacrificial spirit when after performing fellatio on her husband to its natural completion, she asks for nothing in return. Oh, shut up, dude. Shut up. Right. What right. what you just talked about mutual submission and how I you're to you love her body more than your own. Shut up, Larry. Yep. Uh but he does a section on why cunnilingus is important for women and actually does mention that some people uh, can't have the orgasms. I kind of want to get down to his comment section. The importance of allowing oral sex. Uh, what about anal sex? And then a big picture that says exit only. Okay. If it's an exit only, why did God put my G spot in there? Answer me that. Another good, good question. Earlier we Satan talked about put the G spot there, I guess, <laughs> just to trick us, just like when he hid those dinosaur bones. Uh, mm -hmm. Earlier we talked about how some Christians like Bruce link oral sex with anal sex. Dooby doo dooby doo. The anus, unlike the vagina in the mouth, is not designed for penetration. It is designed as an exit-only orifice. By the way, this is actually one of those like he, he's going into the 
the like design arguments and stuff. And uh, I don't know where you come down on it, but I think anybody who knows the anatomy of like the anus and its proximity to other organs and and how unwise it was to put certain things so close together. If you act like if you think the body, the human body is deliberately designed this way, your fucking engineer who put it together was drunk. What the fuck? There's so much stuff that's why do we breathe out of the same pipe we eat? Why? Why if I get some food stuck on the way to my digestive tract, will I die from asphyxiation? But anyway, that's I, you know, just just point that out. Yep. Uh, The anus lacks natural lubrication. The vagina has penetration can tear the tissue inside the anus. Penetration can tear the tissue inside the vagina, allowing bacteria and viruses to enter the bloodstream. Same. Uh, Using lubricants can help some, but does not prevent tearing. Like saying that there's a health risk to to anal sex. There are health risks to vaginal sex. I... And one of those like really sexually open people with people and, and, and to my friends who have uteruses, they always know they can talk about their periods and things with me. And it's not a big deal. And basically, I'm just saying this. I have collected a lot of personal data on a little thing called a urinary tract infection uh, that are not uncommon. And frankly, as dudes uh, uh, and, and other people who have penises, we should we should count our quote unquote blessings that it is much more difficult for us to get them. Not impossible, but much yeah. more difficult. No, they're horrible. Yeah, not a not a ton of fun. Uh, let's see. Even if both partners don't have. Oh, this is probably where that I think I've told people this. Even if both partners do not have a sexually transmitted infection or disease, bacteria normally in the anus can potentially infect the given partner. Practicing vaginal sex after anal sex can also lead to vaginal and urinary tract infections. So can regular sex. And also that uh, that little passage there reminds me of how uh, having sex at in Florida, I was taught that if neither of you, if you and your partner don't have STDs, but you have anal sex, like you can create STDs that way. That was what this Baptist group that taught us sex ed told us. Wow. Okay, so here's all the bullshit. More reason why anal's bad from a biblical oral is fine. Bible, blah, blah. I want to get down to the comments. When a woman is wrongfully denied her husband's sex, the idea of her kneeling before him, performing fellatio, and then swallowing his semen is probably the best apology a wife could ever give his, her husband for such a sin. Told you, it's back. Finally, for those who might be concerned that I am promoting oral sex over penile vaginal sex, nothing can be further from the truth. While I think fellatio and cunnilingus should be recognized, blah, 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 blah. I don't really care. Let's get down to the incels. What he's promoting is rape culture. Like, no one's accusing you of that. I'm accusing you of promoting rape culture. Right. Here's some comments. Anglo-Saxon says, is marriage worth bothering with? I'm surrounded by mediocre marriages. I don't see anyone or at very be- at best very few who have a marriage that I would want to have. My sister has been married for a short time. She tells me how hard it is and it seems like so much difficulty with so little reward. I'm gonna guess, especially because this is the article he wrote that on, that this is one of those individuals from the MGTOW movement, uh, sort of incel adjacent. It's almost like incel, except for involuntarily celibate. They're often voluntarily celibate. 
uh, uh, or yeah. or they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna use you for that pussy. They're they're those kinds of ass- assholes. Uh, most things worth doing are hard. Oh, by the way, speaking about whether or not marriage is uh ever worth it, should we make our announcement, or did you want to wait on? <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wanted I just wanted the people to be like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oral sex is a requirement. If the husband asks his wife for it, we need to understand first Corinthians seven is within the confines of proper husband wife relationship. And that it, and that is the wife submits to her husband in everything. Yes. He needs to provide his body to hers, but I always think about how it might've worked with husbands who had multiple wives. Could one of them demand out of the blue to have sex any way she wanted it with her husband? The answer is no. He was responsible to provide her with sex or to provide her sex. And I think a man is designed naturally to do this. I also think this is why the warning against multiple wives, multiplying wives. So I don't see first Corinthians seven as an equality argument, though it seems to be written that way. I think it fits within the confines of proper husband wife relationship. The question that will probably come as a result of this post is what if the wife wants oral sex, but her husband doesn't want to give it? My first answer is that I would think most men would want to give it. And I think he should, uh, and I think he should think hard before denying her request. Ultimately though, I think he could say no to her and not sin. I am sure some will disagree. So he doesn't actually justify it. He just at the end says, but I'm pretty sure that we're, we're we're okay to not, uh, uh, as men, we don't actually have to uh, uh, go by that, uh, but the women do. To address the other post where someone was using oral sex as some sort of punishment, I think that is a huge mistake on many levels. There is certainly a time for rebuke and even punishment, but I don't, fuck, where is this call coming from? Which device is being loud? Okay, good. There's certainly a time for rebuke and even punishment. Right, remember, don't forget too, these these are the people who advocate for husbands punishing their wives. Uh, I think the attitude about sex to be will come together when a desire needed, blah, 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 blah. First Corinthians does say that the woman's body is now the husband's property and then follows that up with the rule that the husband's body in turn property of the wife. But again, as I mentioned earlier, there are some things throughout the scriptures that contradict that. Then uh, Larry's back to address people's stuff. Um, so that whole thing about the, uh, polygamy and why it's not quite the commandment to the men, uh, Larry does say, I agree with your statement above should be taken into account with the principles that a husband is the head of the wife, that she is to submit to him and regard him as her master. Certainly he has responsibilities to provide her food, her raiment and her duty of marriage, but she cannot be demanding in the sense of the exact timing of how and when he provides these things. It is simply that he has a duty to provide them. So essentially husbands have the duty to provide it when the, on their time, as long as they do ultimately deliver, women have a duty to oblige at any time. Yeah. Whatever is convenient for you, Larry. I'm so That's excited. I'm so excited to respond to super chats tonight because I've I've glimpsed some of the questions and they're going to be kind of fun. We'll uh, <laughs> let's do one more here. Let's get to these. I mean, there's there's some even worse ones down there. Uh, but seriously, it's like just a bunch of Christian. Some of these are too long. Um, just a lot of Christian incels, it seems to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's obviously going to attract a huge Christian incel community. 
and and there's so much familiar it's so familiar it's such like the things that i see as parallel is this concept of i am a man therefore i deserve a woman and that woman must do this uh i remember one of the first times i went to read an incel uh whatever you'd call that post like board whatever those forums are called forum i guess uh yeah there was somebody there making the argument that the act of denying a man's sex is as violent or more violent than rape. That was their position. Like the, yeah. and, and frankly, I think we just read an article of uh, biblical gender roles supporting that idea. Like it's just, just utter and complete garbage this this crap again these are all yeah <laughs> these are all like each individual comment is like another fucking blog post so i'm trying to find one of the see if there's any more of the shitty ones that are short um excellent article well, in the meantime i would yeah. like to share i i think next month i'll probably get to it but i just interviewed um an author named jamie lee finch she was like at my house right before we got on the phone she wrote a book called you are your own and um, she's an ex-evangelical. Uh, that's how she identifies someone that deconstructed her faith and, you know, hasn't come back to it. Um, maybe will. Who knows? She's like open. But right. anyway, her book is brilliant. And I would love for all of you guys to like buy it and ingest it if you're curious about the Christian faith and where all of this sexual anxiety comes from and also where how fundamentalist white evangelical men manage to be the loudest voices and and bogart our entire religion and pretend it's theirs um which really only started recently ish fundamentalism in the way that we know of it today with like jerry fowell etc so yeah if you really want to yeah. dive into all of that stuff that would be an amazing educational course on like how we got there because these people are just terrified of losing this like grasp they have and what they don't realize is someone like me that identifies as christian is like christ consciousness and how that is supposed to be the most important thing you're clinging to trying to dissect this ancient text to conveniently pull from it what works for you you're not having satisfying sex lives you're not pleasing a woman you're not pleasing yourself you're not living to your highest self you are being a piece of garbage and using an ancient text that you've cherry-picked to justify being a terrible person right and i'm sorry if you're miserable i'm sorry if you're not sorry not sorry that you are miserable in that <laughs> sorry not sorry, sorry i'm not sorry yeah because yeah. of course you're gonna be miserable like if you choose to be this selfish and this foolish and this small minded, good luck. Right. Right. All right. I, I say this almost every week. I extra mean it this time because of the spiciness. We're going to start answering the super chats, but a lot of the super chats are relevant to this. The first few are just like seem like kind of supportive. But then we get into some spicy, some spicy questions. Uh, and so I'm excited for this part. Let's start. Uh, uh, we'll get through the the these few real quick severed head you are coming on when i'm heading to bed so here's a super chat for being a such a swell guy stay classy attila the bun ah, i love that nickname i'll take attila the bun heartbreak inc mm -hmm. says yes so excited to see you cover this issue i 
was not excited, but we did have fun. Zoe Harris, the first, <laughs> what's your opinion on the Book of Mormon musical? I looked it up and it turned out the LDS church actually uses it to gather converts. How and why? I don't think they're successfully converting anyone, but they do buy uh, uh, propaganda. Uh, they do put propaganda like they'll, they'll buy up ads in the programs and things of that nature. Uh, I doubt I doubt they're having much success with it. I'm sure there's lots of people. What I what I know of the Mormon church and the way they are dishonest is that I'm sure there are people they convert who say they saw the Book of Mormon and they count that as, oh, well, then we won because, you know, that that that's what they are almost certainly counting as uh, that. That's how they're gathering converts. Johnny Hayes says, hi, spit and coffee says them some kinky looking fruits yep mr i think <laughs> about them apple trees and the pomegranate mr red dead gaming sad about merch going out wanted to get one of those hoodies but happy to get a pumpkin posse tank i adore your show and happy to see an ally like you yeah i just don't want to i don't know i kind of like the idea of keeping things fresh and exciting and, and things of that nature and uh uh it's also kind of fun like the, the to celebrate pride in that way so next year when pride comes around again they'll be back uh, it'll just be a year from now uh they'll be back but there will be new designs then too luby nikki finally managed to catch a live show love you all and all your hosts keep doing great hope a friendly bulgarian non-binary pal can't wait to see how well you pronounce my name luby nikki i hope oh. that was right let's see you said bulgarian <laughs> I'm going to go with Lubiniki. I'm just kind of know. <laughs> Murazumi, religious and non-religious coming together against extremist ideas. I love it. Let's get rid of the world of the world of ignorance one video at a time. I also just love Brenda. Uh, Bad Luck Becca says, hello, please have some support. Sai Senkra says, I don't want to lick my wife, so orals a sin, LMAO. Uh, Sarah Gardner, by the way, for anybody else who wants to get questions in, now is the time to, to send in your super chats and we will address them on air. Sarah Gardner, question for God is gray. What is one of the oddest Bible verses you have come across? Love the show, by the way. Love seeing you both. Oddest Bible oh. verse. Oddest. Oh my gosh. Wow. There's so many choices. <laughs> I'm partial to the uh, totally non-scientific account of the way the universe began. It's an allegory, y'all. <laughs> yeah, convenient. Um, dang, oddest, oddest. Let me try to think and get back to you. I'll think on it. I do want to state contextually, it definitely wasn't an allegory. It was definitely the people at the time writing believed, and for thousands of years after, that that was the literal way the universe began. Similar to the thinking that certain weather events were God's wrath, because of a misinterpretation and not even understanding the concept of climate and meteorology, uh, thinking that blindness was a sign that the parents had been sinful. Uh, these, these are a combination of superstitions and just shit information and people making stuff up. The, uh, the Genesis thing, I've never seen a good demonstration of a reason to take it as allegorical instead of meaning to be literal. Do you want to well, make that please, argument? Well, I, my argument would be I would love for anyone to listen to my interview with Pete Enns on my channel. He's a theologian and he wrote an amazing book called How the Bible Actually Works. That is really brilliant. That completely aligns with the way I see the Bible. So yeah. for anyone that doesn't understand how I'm still keeping the faith with <laughs> my, like, you know, intellect intact, that's, yeah. that's going to help you. It's, it's your user guide for all the work you do. 
to keep it all. Yeah, like just yeah. refer there. That you'll, yep. you'll understand my view. Uh, Gabe P, I play this for my religious stepdad. LOL, love you. I'm sure he loves me also. <laughs> Amanda Exter, thank you for all you do. You have helped me with a lot of personal issues and I really appreciate your channel and you. Much love, Pumpkin King. Brittany Morgan says he has an editor. <laughs> I don't know how this editor is just fucking slacking off, but not a very good editor. Dalton, thoughts of you, or both of you, thoughts on pantheism, reality of divinity, and what is spiritual is here and now, lacking extreme supernatural religious views. Uh, I, I stopped off in pantheism for like a minute on my way out to atheism. Uh, I haven't seen examples of pantheistic views that cause people to harm other people. Uh, there is still, for a lot of pantheism, some level of supernatural uh, like a supernatural aspect to it, this kind of like, for a lot of people, it's this sort of universal spirit that is in all of us. Uh, but personally, I want to get to these sex questions, but uh, personally, I, um, it's kind of like, in general, I don't believe in something until I think there's a good reason to believe in it. And those things that don't present a good reason, I think can be dismissed as, as with anything else. And so, that's where I stand with pantheism. I don't see a good reason to believe in it. How about you? <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of distractions outside. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, that's okay. I'm um I'm shooting something really quick. Could you give me like ten minutes? Yeah. I'll explain it to you. <laughs> there's like raccoons in this tree I have outside of my house, and oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> how, uh, uh, Dalton wants to know how you feel about pantheism. Um, you know, I'd rather not speak to it until I'm a little less ignorant about it. There's not a ton because to it. It's it's just different beliefs that are sort of so pan meaning all like pansexual. Uh, it's sort of this concept that God is the universe and the universe is God. Uh, and that and that basically it pantheism, uh, they described it as reality is divinity and what is spiritual is here and now uh, lacking extreme supernatural religious views. And basically, my thing was I've I've never mm. seen a I've never seen a radical pantheist, so it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm most concerned with the re religions that provide extremists. Yeah, you know, I mean that's fair. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. You want to yeah. just uh, sorry, I'm not trying concur. I'm not trying to reject the question. I just like when it comes questions like that on my channel yeah. tend to be really big because people will hold me to what right. I say about it, and I. I'm not prepared to answer on that question. All right. Cyber Adam says the guy who wrote the article is a big piece of crap and how Dalton, both of you definition of sex to you. For me, it is, uh, the mutual, the engagement, the, it doesn't, yeah. Mutual engagement with sexual purpose, uh, uh, and theoretically with the, with with one or both parties uh, intended, one, both, or more parties uh, intended to orgasm, even if it doesn't get there. I'm not the kind of person who just thinks it's only penis and vagina. Otherwise, uh, some of the most promiscuous humans I've ever met uh, are virgins. <laughs> I think it's when a finger goes into a vagina. <laughs> Specifically. So not if not a penis, <laughs> not a penis into a vagina, just a finger into a vagina. 
No, it's a more earnest question. I don't know. I mean, I definitely uh, reject the concept of losing one's virginity. So I don't subscribe to that principle. It's been so damaging for so many people to see it that way. Virginity is a bullshit concept. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a really good question because I guess any engagement that is in the sexual atmosphere, whatever it might be, is categorized as sex, sexual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think it's very, very broad. (laughs) I definitely like as a kid, uh, there was a lot of times where I was like, well, I never went this far. So I'm still a virgin, at least, because I thought that my virginity had some level of value. And uh, I I feel that I have corrected that misconception. Um, Right. Butazumi, the Bible says life starts at first breath, not at conception. So really pro-life Christians make no sense to me. Yeah, there's uh, some people use the verses about uh, uh, John the Baptist and Jesus in the womb sort of reacting to each other to show that they had uh, already become to some degree uh, uh, the people they are. I know that that's a common argument used biblically, but uh, I also think that there's just a lot of there's not a lot of good pro-life arguments in my humble opinion. I heard a really beautiful like, portion of a sermon from a Lutheran minister about the breath of life and God, like the beginning of life being in the breath and how mm. it was it was really beautiful. But it is a crazy reality that the babies, it's true. Like, I think the Bible more speaks to life being at first breath yeah. than anything else. And that's not to say I even agree with that. I actually, I believe your impregnated by a spirit that already exists like the moment of conception but that said i'm still pro-choice but biblically it's life life is first breath biblically i see i mean so my whole thing is uh i don't think it's ever uh any government or any other individual party who's not involved in the uh, uh creation of the of the uh potential child that it's ever the input or decision of anybody else. And so I would never look for the legal imposition. For me, I hope when a certain level of brain activity is going, that people will take that much more seriously than, say, early term. However, even then, there are still very valid reasons why you would not uh, uh, see that term. Uh, but I, for me, it has to do with the brain and how seriously I hope people take it. But again, uh, until I am pregnant, which I understand will never happen, uh, I don't think I have a say in anybody else's pregnancy. Yeah, I have many videos on this too. Pro pro choice policy saves way more babies, um, causes way less unwanted pregnancy, causes way less abortion. So I'm definitely pro choice all the way, and I definitely believe in autonomy and God above all talks about free will human beings were supposed to be given free will that's a gift that we've received so taking away people's okay so makes sense to me here's the question i have for you that maybe we have to do another time because i don't want to set up like a giant conflict or argument but far far more zygotes and embryos are lost than people even ever know they were pregnant uh, uh, of lots of fertilized eggs. And so if, if the spirit enters at the moment of conception, 
first of all, why would God choose that? And second, if that's true, why did he make such a faulty reproductive system that more pregnancies fail than succeed? I, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I know all of that to be true. Good question. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's, that's the thing, too, about abortion as well. Like, the body does, you know, statistically miscarriage is enormous you know like it happens to a lot of people some of them it's it's hard to even classify as a miscarriage because i believe medically a miscarriage is the body's termination of a pregnancy and in the case of zygotes and embryos like with a zygote a zygote's not ever even attached to the cell wall uh, and an embryo can just fail to develop uh once it has attached um and and lose its connection to the cell wall too so uh, you wouldn't necessarily call all of them pregnancies, certainly not the zygotes. You wouldn't call them pregnancies, uh, but a, an egg will have been fertilized by sperm. And in the end, this thing that you are suggesting has a spirit or a spirit has entered is essentially to a person's total non-knowledge is either getting flushed down the toilet or put in the trash with the various uh, methods of because it'll often come out during the uh, menstrual cycle. Um, so I guess, I don't know, even from a, even from if I put on my used to be religious cap, I think even as a religious person, I would have had a hard time coming to terms with, with your belief there. And even if I had gotten more progressive, which uh, actually before leaving Mormonism, I had become pro-choice uh, as a Mormon as well. So it's, yeah, to me it was, the spirit enters the body when you're born. I mean, part of that is also like I have several uh, siblings that never made it to term. I have a dead twin. Uh, there's I mean, there's there's all of these these things where I'm just like, yeah, I don't really think they gave up the ghost when they their body couldn't handle it, if you will. Anyway, super interesting yeah. topic to have a much longer <laughs> conversation about later. Yeah, maybe we'll do it over the phone. I just said who knows who knows not me which is why i don't accept a belief until there's a good reason <laughs> uh goth pink or sorry uh first it's uh, nope i already have that one goth pink cat meow says frotch biblical gender roles frotch is a swear word i invented recently that turned out to already oh. exist meaning something else uh shannon bioni bione i really love watching you two work together we work together well. Catherine Knight Diaz, you will soon learn BGR's editor is garbage. I think we did. White Ferret, oh, the Lord is good to me. And so I think, oh my God. Oh, the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the ample seed. Uh, Catherine uh -huh. Knight Diaz. Catherine Knight Diaz says, honey, I wish come tasted like apple juice. Stop giving my hopes up with this awful euphemism. Also, yeah, he screams incel. Spittin' Coffee says, God was playing a game of drunken darts when they designed reality and anatomical details, to be honest. Um, Crispy, you can respond to that if you want. You don't have to. <laughs> no. I think they were, I think they no, were. No response. Okay. I think they were latching on to my thing about being drunk. Question for you, Jimmy. Yeah. Would you and Telltale like some Mormon missionary stuff uh, from about 2008 to 2010 to continue on your videos about LDS cultness. You and Telltale like some Mormon missionary stuff. 
from about. Uh, I think you must be talking about the more the missionary guidebook, which I actually have a copy of. That was my copy in preparing for my mission. But you're welcome to send anything on that you think uh, I'd be interested in. Um, Lucifer, Discord is safe for work only. Reminder, that is a good point to make here because this has been very NSFW. Uh, the Discord itself uh, is purely uh, uh, safe for work. It is not a debate server. It is far more a support server. Don't go if you're the kind of person who's excited by the concept of like stirring up shit. Uh, Catherine Itia says, pee after sex to prevent UTIs. Yes, that is true. Uh, also fun question. Yeah. Have either of you watched Philosophy Tube? Discovered it two days ago, and it's so good. I've had it recommended me to me a, a thousand times. I'm not particularly. I don't particularly enjoy philosophy. So uh, uh, it seems like, especially there's so many useless ones, but people want to just have the deepest discussions about them. Uh, so it's just not my thing. Dalton, both thoughts on adult accessories with intimacy. I encourage the use. Same. Yeah. <laughs> what, why wouldn't you try to make it better? Yeah, um, the Bible is not addressed. And you know what? I'm going to say something crazy. Larry might be on our side on this, except it would be emasculating for him to feel like yeah. he wasn't sufficient. I know he's anti-masturbation too, and I think he would be like, if you had those around, your wife might be tempted to use them when you're away. So there's that. If he's anti-masturbation, yeah, totally. If he's anti-masturbation, though, I like talk about something having health benefits. He's making yeah. all these health claims about different sex. That is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Most of these people almost always turn out to be giant hypocrites. Ninety-nine percent of of the men that are getting up saying you can't masturbate jerked off before the sermon. Like it's all, it's, yeah. it's all horseshit. And this is something that you actually see recurring over and over, over again is clergy leave their churches or even just people leave their churches. They'll talk about like, yeah, one of the worst things was how often I was up to being suicidal, uh, uh, being how severe it would sometimes get up to being su that I was basically suicidal about, uh, uh the uh, feeling so guilty about masturbating, uh, not uncommon. Um, yeah. Occult Nino says, I didn't understand my sexuality until I saw you demisexual and 80% heterosexual. I think that means I'm bisexual. I am finding that the more I am uh, not sexually active, which has been very true as of late, uh, as well as I'm putting up bigger guards with the kind of people I will engage with and things of that nature. I don't want to be the guy who it's like, oh, that's so exciting. My partner and uh, this person became my like sexual partner and they seem real excited about it. And it turns out they only cared because I was a YouTuber. Uh, that kind of stuff I'm kind of paranoid about uh, and being in oh. relationships that don't have any actual depth. And it's funny as I've been going through this and having more time uh, being uh, involuntarily celibate. That was a joke. Uh, uh, not literally being an incel, uh, but as I've been taking time away, I actually find myself still quite pansexual. I still have no regard for, I don't care what a person's genitals are, but I'm also myself, I think, becoming more and more demisexual because uh, of this mindset I've been in. Uh, if you aren't familiar, demisexual is this kind of concept of sexual attraction sort of comes after you make an emotional or intellectual connection with a person. Uh, it's, it's like, a, it's a, it's something that for, I think most demisexuals, it's sort of like is a, a part of the asexuality spectrum, uh, because there's such thing as gray asexual, which is that sort of sexual, 
uh, that sort of sexual thing only happens under specific conditions. So this wouldn't be um, all the way on the total asexual side. It would be somewhere in the gray asexuality, uh, which is why I only say I'm starting to become more because I definitely haven't become asexual. <laughs> Let me tell you, my, <laughs> my worn out mattress would bang to differ Just from the bouncing. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Erica Herzak says, wish more Christians were like you, Brenda. Uh, black bisexual atheist says, Satan. Oh, like Satan. Satan. I get it. Uh, Catherine Diaz, <laughs> for God is gray. How do Christians view the use of toys? I think we just addressed that. It's different, though. It's not you. Your view is different than a lot of people's, right? I mean, I, I just think it's so funny when people will like pull from the Bible to like restrict themselves even further because yeah. you have to stretch things so far out of their original context to justify like oh yeah god's referring to sex toys here it's like why are you why are you forcing your life to be more limited and smaller and for your pleasure another thing i was talking to jamie lee finch tonight was about how tragic it is the churches do not teach about pleasure and the importance and the beauty of that the clitoris serves no other purpose except for pleasure. Obviously, if you believe in God and his divine creation, that makes priority a pleasure to him and specifically yeah. female priority. So like if it's if it ain't in like black and white, I don't know why you're stretching it to make it happen. Just live your life. Have peace. Trust yourself. Trust yourself to make these decisions on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I trust yourself. Not God. I added that asterisk. God is great. It's not, it's not feel that way. Uh, Catherine Trust yourself Ideas, to hear God on these issues. <laughs> or rather, Dan McKenzie. Now, this is another one that I think you're probably going to take a pass on uh, until you're more educated on the matter. But uh, Dan McKenzie says, this is a question for God is gray. I am non-binary and atheist, but I was wondering what your opinion is on non-binary people in Christianity. Like, I know you wouldn't reject mm. them as humans on the basis of your, your Christianity, but I don't know how much experience you have with non-binary identities. I mean, yeah, it's fair. I'm, I'm lacking in my education on the whole subject. But obviously, for me, I, I can't fathom and I don't follow a God that rejects people based on such narrow-minded things. You know, I don't see why that would be so relevant and why that would separate someone from the love of God. Right. I think for a lot of non-binary people, the thing they run into is that uh, there are expectations put on them for their sex. And while their gender is incompatible with their sex and the things that they want to do, the ways they want to live and the, the plans they have for themselves, uh, uh, they end up growing up as, say, an assigned female at birth non-binary person saying you have to be a wife you have to be a nurturer you need to play yeah. with girly toys and things of this nature uh, uh only to grow up and and hate themselves because they never got to explore their own identity so um unfortunately with people who have uh a atypical gender identities and atypical sexual identities and orientations uh, uh people have just shat on them uh, especially with a basis well, of religiosity for so long. The concept of gender roles, too, and being in the Bible is also such BS because, again, this is something I would love for anyone to research, how these, you know, fundamentalist white dudes bogarted our entire religion 
in the Mm. 1900s, like very recently. And in reality, in the Bible, you have like queens and warriors and, you know, women that were walking with Jesus that were funding his trip. Like women take many different roles in the Bible. There's not, it's not June Cleaver. There's not like women in the kitchen with an apron on. That's not even a biblically sound thing. Yeah. So all that said, no, I I obviously am not a believer that we need to conform to gender roles to be Christians. And therefore, yes, in conclusion, if you're non-binary, I wouldn't need that to be relevant. I can't imagine it be relevant to God either. Um. The uh, uh, I was like reading in there too, so I, I don't even know what I said yeah to, but <laughs> I was reading some live chats. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you didn't make me look bad. I'm I asked if you, you were down to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You said, Yeah, yeah. the moment he presents himself, sure. Uh, black <laughs> bisexual atheist says, What are your guys' thoughts on atheistic Satanism? I'll take this one first. Uh, the the groups that use it to make political points about separation of church and state and then use the idea generally to uh, gather and, and be spiritual. It's not even spiritual because it's atheistic, but uh, have fun together. Those people I have no qualms with. However, it's come to my attention that there are sex, sects. I can't, I want to say S-E-C-T-S, but it always just sounds like sex. So I'm going to lean into it. There are sects of uh, uh, atheistic Satanism that are now unifying behind what is largely a white supremacist message and those people I reject entirely. Sounds good to me. (laughs) You have no problem with those atheist Satanists? Well, I'm not down for Satanism. Do you know what Satanism really is, though? Yeah, I do, and I'm I'm not down for it. (laughs) Okay. Because there's like virtually none. There's no people actually worshiping Satan. Maybe as a joke, but there's no. Like, I know that. I know yeah. that. It's it's the concept of a being a theist. I believe having God and divinity in your life is crucial. That's for me. This is my stance. This is not to at all say I'm judging anyone or I would reject anyone or I wouldn't be friends with anyone that identified that way. However, my opinion as a theist is that divinity is important. And when you leave divinity out of it, things can get messy. And in that way, I don't like Satanism. (laughs) Which it's so funny you say that because it's like divinity is important, but I still maintain that in a room full of secular humanists next to it, you go to a hotel, there's two conventions going on. One's a secular humanist uh, convention and the other one's uh, uh, just any random pick of the litter Christian convention book exchange. I think you would have a lot more fun and 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 uh, identify a lot more with the secular humanist side than you would the uh, the rando Christians. I know what you mean. Like that woman who was doing her all. presentations about the uh, the monster energy drink being a, a clear satanic, uh, trying to get kids to do a a, a satanic ritual. I don't know if you've seen it. It's fucking hilarious. I'll send it to you later. Please send it to me. Uh, Eli the Bean, I'm really late, but take my money. Catherine Knight Diaz, help for not feeling awkward when buying condoms or lube in non-sex shops. I don't know why I can't shake it off because of how young I look, even though I'm almost 18. Well, uh, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have permission to watch this stream? 
just I don't know. You know what I would say to someone that's below 18? Life is a journey of finding yeah. your confidence and finding your your voice in this world. It's okay. Right. You don't have to shame yourself for being nervous or uncomfortable or like also too, uh, obviously sex is so stigmatized for so many people that like you're going to get weird looks sometimes. You know, you're facing yeah. a lot when you put yourself in that situation. So don't go hard on yourself and just be proud that you're protecting your body by buying condoms and being intelligent. Yeah. For me, it's like uh, uh, the thing I get a little uncomfortable with because I don't know the legal and or social ramifications is uh, 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 I am a 29 year old man and I just am not really in a in, in a headspace to be like, hey, 17 year old girl, here's the sex you should be having. Uh, this is not my I, I just don't know. I started having sex as a child uh, uh, underage rather. Uh, and so I, I certainly don't think that it's wrong uh, for people underage to be having sex with other people underage. I just don't know to what extent it is okay for me to speak about it and not have to worry about both legal things and YouTube being like, yeah, you're not allowed to encourage minors to do lewd acts. What are you doing? So that's, uh, these are the things I mean, I this consider. is getting monetized anyway, so whatever. <laughs> right, but monetization is different than a content strike. Okay. Uh, the real lock. Bring out your Legos during sex. Absolutely. Dalton, Brenda, thoughts on super hypocritical Christians who used to be friends. How do you show grace without bitterness? Agnostic pantheist here. Um, gosh, it's that's another journey. It's difficult. I think you just have to tap into your empathy and remember if you were formerly in that um, indoctrination, then you can at least, I'm sure, understand why they are believing what they believe and and i always remember too which is hard to wrap your head around but a lot of people are based in love when they come out with these concepts and it's a warped love and it hurts people and it can be damaging but just try to get in the headspace of why they're believing what they believe they don't want you to go to hell for example and that is sweet but also, if someone is damaging you, if every time you meet up with them, they're making you question yourself or justify your existence or justify what you believe, you don't have to keep engaging in relationships that are not edifying to your life. I, I personally don't ever encourage the concept of like, you can still engage with people and talk to people. And it, you're right that it's good to understand their mindset. But I don't I don't give an inch on the excuse of. Yeah, it's okay that I, I basically pushed a kid to suicide because I was trying to prevent them from going to hell, which is what a lot of these doctrines and these, I'm just no, worried about you going course. to hell, so I'm going to insist on a new identity for you. Uh, the problem is that that can come from parents and people you can't separate from, people you have no yeah. way to get away from. And so with those situations, I think it is better to teach people uh, to sort of figure out mental, emotional, and intellectual resources that will help you get through them and past them. And those people, specifically when I meet them, I am going to challenge the fuck out of them. Because if you're going to tell me I'm going to burn in hell forever because of the uh, 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 because of the will of some guy people were writing about thousands of years ago, I'm going to need you to give me a good reason to believe that. And if you can't, you shouldn't believe it either. Is this speaking to the hypothetical person, not you. 
Um, no, I completely um, agree with you. I was I was answering it like it's a friend that they had. Parents and and people that are in places of authority are a different story. I think just cut toxicity out of your life, and you can explain to them like I. It, it's fine that you're saying this to me. That you're saying or. I like that you think you love me, but I don't like the way you love me. So bye bye. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a shit yeah. way to love somebody is to uh, yeah. uh, project the worst on them for them being themselves. To have fear that those people being comfortable with who they are will lead to an incredible punishment. Talking about like patriarchal fucking asshole ideas and misogyny that concept in general to me that that this uh hell would exist at all and god will send anybody there who doesn't fall in line with their identities to me is the ultimate misogynistic uh message and that's not the god that i follow FYI. i know, I know. yeah your god's non-binary <laughs> I, I don't know that's true <laughs> okay, okay. that's true uh, witches of Atlanta, happy to see a Christian like God is gray. I'm pansexual and have a distaste for Christianity due to my two childhood and Christian upbringings. Thanks both of y'all for showing we can have a civil discourse. <laughs> civil discourse? What about all of our romantic moonlit dinners? It's, <laughs> it's far more than civil. <laughs> right as I talk about how, <laughs> right after I talk about how lonely I am. Jessica uh, Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, love your channels. I realized I was an atheist about six months ago, but I'm not open about it because I live in Alabama in a small town and I would get so much hate. It's not worth it. Uh, Jessica, shoot me an email at dearmratheist at gmail.com. And I'm pretty sure. Let me check with them first, but I think I know some other Alabama atheists. And so if they are, I will link you up to whatever like meetup group stuff they are doing. Uh, so if you want to sneak off to like some, I don't know, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know if you're 12 years old or 80 years old. Uh, so if that, if that appropriately applies to you, uh, 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 and, and it's okay for you to go, if you want to, I'll, I'll connect you with my Alabama atheist friends. Uh, okay. Anything, but why don't you, uh, remind people where they can find you and then, and then let's boogie. Okay, um, it's youtube.com slash God is Gray. I was like, do I have that official thing? Yes. I think so. Um, yeah. Instagram at God is Gray. I have a Twitter, which I'm like not amazing with, but I try. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. I also have really, really big news that I'm putting out on Monday. Anyone wants to check it out. We have big news you're putting out on. <laughs> it's exciting. I'm just stroking my left uh, ring finger here. Y'all, it's going to be huge, huge. No, but it, yeah, I know what it is, but I'm not telling anybody. You're going to have to watch God is Gray on Monday to find out. I love you all. Thank you all so much for watching. Remember, remember, remember. Uh, what did I used to say? Uh, uh, stay skeptical, my friends. Into Fuck it. You, like and subscribe. <laughs> That was the other thing I used to say. I used to end shows with fuck you, like, and subscribe. But now YouTube's <laughs> a bunch of friggin' uh, the worst. Prudes. Prudes. I'm only putting this up for like five seconds. I'm ready to eat. And I'm so hungry.